Well, babe, you're officially a mom. And you're officially a dad. <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger, YouTuber extraordinaire, and she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add. And my guess is that a lot of you have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies, Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? How about Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3? I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents. We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chats. Yeah, so much that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins. And we have a brand new beautiful baby girl, and we're so in love. (laughs) We want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing. We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know that the rewards are great. Yeah, we're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing. And I'm pretty sure we'll mess up a lot. But from every mistake comes a lesson that hopefully we can pass on to you. So join us on this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello, baby. baby. Well, well, well. What do we have here? What do we have here? Is this a podcast? With an audience of listeners? Are you from Hocus Pocus or... Who would that be in Hocus Pocus? Bette Midler's character. What's her name? You think she had that deep of a... a Oh no, the, the brunette did. The brunette did. No. The sister, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, she did. The Sanderson sisters, that's what their names are. The Sanderson sisters. Uh, oh, hey guys, welcome to Hello Baby, where uh, we will not be talking about uh, our, Focus, favorite, our favorite Holly, uh, Halloween, Hollywood movie, Halloween movies. Yeah. Actually, that would be a really fun episode if we could find some way to parlay that into babies and kids and whatnot. Whatnot. Um, I'd like to introduce you to my wife. Uh, yep. sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the mother of my child mm-hmm. and the wife of... Your youth? Of, of myself. Your youth. The wife of my youth? Yeah, that's what I'm considered. Is that a, is that a real phrase? Uh-huh. Yeah. Does it make you feel old? Yeah. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> Uh, her name is Angela Lanter. My name is Matt Lanter. We had a kid. Uh, if you couldn't tell by yeah, the name of the podcast. Yeah, a few months ago. Uh, so welcome to Hello Baby. This is episode number 14. We typically talk about all things parenting, baby, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but today. Today. In light or is it in lieu? Is it in lieu? Is that the word? I know that's what you send donations to when there's a funeral. In funeral lieu of, yeah. is in lieu oh, of like flowers. In of, like you in do place a, of. Yeah. Okay, so I think maybe it would be more of like a in light of. In light of the royal wedding mm-hmm. that ju- just took place. And in light of the fact that we are obsessed. Well, that's all part of the royal wedding because we didn't start that really until, well, again, until after the royal wedding here. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the country went crazy. And I'm referring to the U.S. Uh, for all you international listeners. Of course, we had our very own Meghan Markle. Yeah, Markle. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I just blanked on that. Uh, 
she's now part of the royal family. So crazy. How cool is that? Just an average old American girl. Now she's part of the royal family. Living the high life, the princess life, even though she's technically not a princess, I know. She's not? I don't think so. She then isn't. why do we call Kate Princess Kate? Um, I... Because she's actually, like, part of the royal bloodline. She is? Right, William and Kate. Right, yeah. Kate after, was, Kate after was Prince... already a royal? No, baby. But when she married in, didn't she become princess? Well, wouldn't Megan also then become a princess? Because Harry's in line after William. No, he's not. Well, William's kids are, I know. Right. But that's only when they become of age, I thought. Let's talk about all this. Okay. <laughs> anyway, because of this whole wedding and the wedding craze, we thought it would be fun to talk about the royal family and how babies and kids work in the royal family. So yeah. we have actually found a fun article that we're basically going to base this whole podcast off. Let me just give credit where credit is due. It's from a website called babygaga.com. Mm -hmm. And um, and we're going to follow along with this, but they published this article first. So it's not our original content, but we thought it was really fun. So we're going to chat about it. Uh, you want to just get going here, baby? Let's do it. Here we go. It is late May. You know what that means? That means Angela. Summertime is quickly approaching. One of my favorite things to do during the summertime is eat. Yeah. It, well, that's all year round. But no, <laughs> I love just like having pool days, like doing mm -hmm. chill, fun pool days. Having friends over. Friends over, some mm -hmm. good eats, some good drinks. One of the drawbacks to those days is it's hard to eat healthy mm -hmm. because also you tend to do like barbecue type food and totally. stuff like that. Chips, salsa. Chips and, and the whole deal. And it just becomes unhealthy. So that's why I love Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is a subscription service that makes your healthy eating easy and pretty much requires like zero effort. Right, babe? Yeah. And it makes it tasty too. It's super tasty. I literally just blended up one of the Daily Harvest smoothies in like no time. You just, I'd, all I did was add almond milk mm -hmm. and I put it in a blender and like. And I we had, used unsweetened almond milk and it still was delicious. Oh my God. And I think it's probably my favorite flavor. These smoothie flavors are incredible. Let me just name a few of them. Okay. Carrot and chia, chai and coconut, chocolate blueberry, uh, mango and greens. I'm excited for the strawberry and peach. You would love that. Actually, uh -huh. it's one of their best sellers. You would love mango and papaya. Mint cacao? Oh, my God. Well, here's what I just did. I just blended myself up a pineapple and matcha. and It was really good. I, I don't even like matcha, and I liked that. I will be honest. I didn't think I was going to dig it that much because pineapple, matcha, okay, sometimes, and unsweetened almond milk. But, guys, I got to tell you, super, super tasty mm -hmm. and healthy, too. Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited for the summer, and I am so excited to try a lot of these other smoothies. It's just kind of like the perfect thing to have on hand when you just don't have time to cook. Totally. But you, but you want to eat healthy mm -hmm. and tasty because you can use it as a meal replacement. So Daily Harvest is just a great way to fall back on a meal. But honestly, I feel like I could see this becoming my first choice at like lunchtime. Go over to dailyharvest.com, enter the promo code BABY. 
to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code BABY for the first three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. Okay. This is going to be a fun one, I think. Can we just kick off with the episode with the fact that I have so many questions? About this very subject? Yeah, just about the royal family in general. Like, I just, obviously, I, I that's not like first nature to us because we don't have a monarchy here in the United States. And I have no connection to England or London or whatever. So I just, I've always been curious about it, but I've never really put any time into researching it. So here's what kind of happened with us. Uh, you know, of course, the, the, the wedding took place. Mm-hmm. And Angela has actually always been fascinated with the royal family. I have. For me, it's like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch if she wanted to watch it. She was very excited to record the wedding. I was like talking about it for days. Because yeah. do you remember, um, I think you were in London. No, you were here in LA when, when filming a movie when Caton um, and... Uh, Prince William got married. But then shortly after that, you went to London to shoot some scenes for this particular movie. And you brought me home a royal mug. Uh, and it, really? it was their, I don't remember that. It was their wedding kiss. Really? Yes. It's in Ohio. My mom has it. No way. Yeah. I don't remember. You brought it home for me because wow. I was like so obsessed with the wedding well, at the time. Well, that was sweet of me. Yeah, it was very uh, thoughtful. Wow. Yeah. What a nice guy. So if anything, we come away from this podcast, I get a brownie point. Sure, you can have that. Okay. Well, here's what happened. You know, that this royal wedding was happening. Uh, she's been totally into it. You know, here on the West Coast, the coverage started at like 1.30 a.m. And no, we didn't get up at 1.30. No. But uh, she was very excited. And, and uh, you know, I kind of got caught up in the excitement of it, too, to turn on the, the, uh, the DVR coverage of the wedding. You know, when we woke up the next morning, had some coffee and whatever. It's all a very happy occasion, right? It's a very positive thing to watch. It's full, full of happiness, love, and smiles and laughter. Uh, well, maybe. And we'll get into that. Um, but then, after that, we started watching. Angela, you know, she gets caught up in, like, the, the love and the romance of it. And yeah. Of course, it's great. I think it's wonderful. Uh, but I really get also caught up in, like the, his, like, the historical aspect of the royal family. And the architecture. And the architecture of it. And what the monarchy means to the country. And I find that stuff really fun, too. Do you want to like do a shout out about who you saw at the wedding or? Right. And, and our very own Abigail Spencer from Timeless, of course, my co-star and and the Lucy to my Wyatt uh, <laughs> was invited to the royal wedding. I think she was a, a castmate of Meghan Markle's on the show Suits. Um, so I actually have never talked to Abby about that. Maybe she's friends with her. She had a great seat. She was sitting like behind Meghan Markle's mom, like George Clooney and his wife. We're a mall. We're sitting in a room that was not the same room. You know, for those of you that saw, I don't know if you know, but it was like divided. The church was divided into two rooms, one where they actually got married. One was and then one was kind of further back. George Clooney and like all these big people were in the back. Abby's in the front room sitting right behind Meghan Markle's mom. Like just, you know. She could have sold that seat on StubHub for quite a bit. Gosh. But um, can I weigh in on the wedding a little bit or do you want me to wait to do that for a minute? Do you give a thought you're finishing here? No, because as soon as we get into what this article is all about, we're going to be into it. So okay. Go for it. So weigh in a little bit. First of all, I think the very best dressed person at that wedding. 
bride and groom aside, was Amal Clooney. Okay. With that yellow dress. I mean. Yeah, you like that. Second of all, a little bit looked a little bit like the man in the in the yellow hat. You know, Curious George. No. Okay. She looked incredible. Right. Second thing is, I need a fascinator. I want one now. That would be fascinating. Do you know what fascinator is? Yeah, it's another weird word for a hat. It's, but it's a particular type of hat because it's got like the headband on it. It's like a, probably because it, it actually fastens to your head. That's why I'm assuming it's called a fascinator. I am the fascinator. Oh, jeez. I'll be back. <sighs> Let's keep track, guys. That's dad joke number one of this episode. Dad um, jokes are fire. Number one. Um, and then the third thing that I would like to say is I would like to talk about Megan's choice of dress and makeup. Really quickly, I can't. I have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, this isn't really part of the. Uh, I know, but let me talk about it because podcast. I'm I'm hello gorgeous. But can, the, the, can I just? I mean, like, when else am I gonna have a chance to like weigh in? How about on your blog or your gonna, YouTube videos no, or anything? Just let me just say it. Fine, make it snappy. I think that her dress was beautiful, and I wanted you to say what you thought about the wedding dress because there's been a lot of hate. I, there's a lot of people who think that her fine. wedding dress it was wasn't terrible. Anything special. See, I Kate, think it was special. Kate's was a lot sexier. I told you that. <sighs> there's nothing sexy about Kate's either. I think Megan's was particularly fast, like just beautiful because it's timeless. <laughs> <laughs> but Audrey Hepburn could have worn it in the sixties. Somebody can wear it 60 years from now and it will always be in style. And that's why I liked it. I do like her uh, reception dress better, but you, you just thought it was okay. I did not like her makeup. I'm going to leave that there. Did not like her makeup. Okay, okay. We can move on. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that input in our baby podcast. So back to the point that I was making about how this all happened and the excitement in the Lanter household for the wedding. Um, oh, also, did you know there was some controversy about um, this is on Kid Topic all right. on uh, Prince George is the oldest of William and Kate's kids because there's like some sort of royal like standard I was reading that he is to always wear shorts in public. OK, we'll get into that. OK, chill out. Um, anyway, we, um, you know, watch the wedding stuff and then, and then we, we, we start watching the crown on Netflix, which we have seen the pilot. We both really liked it, but life, you know, life got in the way and we'd never watched it. And I've got a little time off of, uh, shooting right now. So we started watching the crown on Netflix and we are deep into it, man. We're about seven or eight episodes. We love it. It's kind of our thing every night right now. And it's fascinating. It's a fascinator. Because dad joke number two, because uh, it definitely shows the inner workings of the royal family and how the monarchy functions and, and all the secrecy and just, you know, stuff that happens. Also on Netflix, I've, I've started watching. I love documentaries. I love those History Channel things. I've been I've started to watch this thing called The Secrets of Westminster Abbey um, or Westminster, I should say, which you know includes Parliament and Big Ben and, and Westminster Abbey and all that. Anyway, just really, really fascinating historical stuff, and um, I've actually been over there and seen some of the stuff, but I would love to go back now knowing even more. And, and you actually did a royal photo shoot while you were there. I did. I forgot about it. I, me and Jessica Lowndes from 90210, she played Adriana. We were flown over there by uh, CBS Watch Magazine to recreate um, about, uh, it was about five or six very iconic photos that Queen Elizabeth and... Uh, Prince Philip took and um, 
I wish I had seen the crown back then. Of course, the crown wasn't out when we did this. This was about five years ago. I bet if you Google Matt Lanter, Jessica Lowndes, Royal, you know, Queen Elizabeth photo shoot, you'll probably find it. Anyway, they're, they're really cool. We did like exact recreations of these photos. Actually, I was told that Queen Elizabeth herself saw the photo shoot and the whole article that went with it and really liked it. So that's kind of cool. Do you have anything to say about that? Not a thing. All right. She's shaking I, her head. I, it was, it was, I was the one who brought it up. <clears throat> well, very appropriately, we are uh, sitting in the office, ready to go. Angela's bundled up in her American flag blanket that uh, is part of my office. Um, so let's talk royals and everything that has to do with Meghan Markle's kids and the rules that they're going to have to follow. 15 rules Meghan Markle's kids will have to... Wait, the article title is 15 rules Meghan Markle will have to make her kids follow. Dun, dun, dun. Now look, I don't know if these are all true or not. I mean, they sound sort of true. I could see it happening, but we don't really know. So don't take our word for it. Uh, I'd like to believe they're true just because I want to believe the conspiracy. Um, but uh, we'll see. So, Angela, I think I'm just going to count these down for you. Okay, let's do it. And then we can chat about them. Yeah. Okay, rule number 15. Meghan Markle must produce an heir within 18 months of her wedding. I mean, is, do you think that's really true? Well, I don't know. I don't know if any of these are true. I literally just said that. But I'm that. just asking you if you think that particular one is true. I think that it could be true. However, this does say that Prince Harry is sixth in line to the throne. Like we were talking about earlier, right? It's going to go Prince Charles after Queen Elizabeth. Yes. And then it's going to go Prince William. Mm -hmm. And then Prince William and Kate's kid, George. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to go to him. And then Charlotte, actually, too. Yep. As, as the queen. And then I think after that, currently, then it goes to Prince Harry. No, they have no? a third now. Oh, do they? They just have their third. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Louis. Oh, Louis. All right. Louis Arthur, I think his name is. Okay. Uh, so then, right. So Prince Harry's on down the line. Meaning, but do they have? They don't have like a an age thing in place like uh, that they have to be like eighteen before they can take the throne or anything. You know, I don't know about that. That's a good question. I feel like in history you always learn about these kings or queens or who are like children. Yeah, like twelve year old or Game of Thrones as that one child. Right, right. Yeah. Was this King Joffrey or something? He was a little jerk. Well, he, no, I was talking about that one young girl. Too. That was like, she's part of like the North. Oh, true, true. But then, the, well, right, King Joffrey, he, he was yeah. probably. 14. Well, Joffrey was a turd. He was a turd. Uh, you hear about people like, you know, Tutankhamun, you know, took the throne of Egypt or whatever. And he was like, what? 11. Did you just say? Tutankhamun. His name was Tutankhamun. Have you not heard of Tutankhamun? King, I, King Tut? Okay, King Tut. Right. That, but his name was Tutankhamun? Yeah. Yeah. King Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Oh, I've never heard that before. Angela, my are you five? <laughs> Firstly, are you five? Second of all, did you ever take a world history class? Yeah, I've heard of King Tut, but I had no idea that Tut was short for Tutan. I mean, that's ridiculous. Com King commonly Tutan? <laughs> You're ridiculous. You are, you are a child. Tutankhamun. Oh, that's great. Okay. That's your new nickname. All right. Here's the great thing about Angela. If any movie, TV show, commercial has a, has a toot in it, she's sold. 
Well, I mean, it gets a good laugh. What do I always say? Nothing better than a well-timed to. Nothing funnier than a well-timed fart. Okay, so uh, moving on here. Uh, so he- here's what I I I don't know that this really applies to Prince Harry and Meghan because their kids are way down the line. Yeah. So I really think that the eight that the uh, the eighteen month thing is really like to to produce an heir, and and that's what the that's what the rule says, an heir, right? Yeah. So I think that's what it's more about. But here's the thing: when you say they're they're down the line, um, let's be honest: these Windsors they have some longevity in their blood. The Queen Mother <laughs> right. died at what was it, 102? I don't know. I think she was 102 when she died. Wow. Yeah. So, and then Queen Elizabeth, obviously, isn't she like 92 right now? She's very old. Yeah, I, I think I, she's 92. I don't really know. I'm I'm pretty positive her mom was was 101 or 102 when she died. It's crazy. Number 14, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle must give her kids, their kids, long names. I did I did notice that in the crown that they have like and when they were reading yeah. the names like uh, at at the real wedding it was like Prince Harry, George, William, Zanzibar, think, Picasso, Windsor. I don't think that they have to be I, I think that's improper wording and that they have to be long, like lengthy. I think they have to have so many well, names. Well, I think that they have to have two middle names. Right here it says they have to have at least 3 to 4 names, each name representing and honoring either a relative or an ancestor. Yeah. Or even the patron saint of England. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know what the patron saint of England is. But, uh, right. And then, of course, there... Uh, here's an example. Prince William and, and the Duchess Kate's third child, who's born, you're right, April 23rd, already boasts a long, fancy title. This is the full title here. His Royal Highness Prince Louis Arthur Charles of Cambridge. Mm-hmm. So that's three uh our next child we should give them two middle names why just because we're not english and we're not royal well according to my dna i I actually do have english in me so well so do i but we're not royals okay well i think we are okay (laughs) um Whatever name they choose for their kids is going to have to be from a pool of names of ancestors that sound regal. Here, it actually says you can't call them pet names. You can't just say Prince George can never be called Georgie or Alex or anything like that. They always have to be proper. They always have to be said proper. It's a shame. It is a shame, kind of. That's the thing. A lot of of these are sort of a shame. Like, that's the thing. The the royal family, I feel like there's a lot of really cool perks, but there's a lot of, like, things you... You have to live by it. It seems very tough, actually. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to everything. Let's be real. Uh, that's that's true. But I'm I guess I'm, my point is that there are cons as well. Mm-hmm. Number thirteen: No opening gifts on Christmas morning. Speaking of cons, what? Yeah, yeah. It says that uh, Christmas uh, is a very busy day for the royal family. They typically always spend it together. Um. And uh, they typically open their presents on Christmas Eve. Okay. Well, at least they're getting presents. And it seems like that actually comes from the German heritage, it says here. Um, So Santa comes a day early for them? Yeah. And so this is interesting. And it says it's not just given out by like, you know, here's a gift and some crappy wrapping paper. It says that presents are placed on white linen covered trestle table in in the red dawning, oh wait, red drawing room. I don't know what that would be. With cards marking exactly where the piles of gifts should be put. Tape marks 
tapes out. What? Wait, wait. Tapes mark out sections for each family member and any of the queen's household who's on duty for the weekend. Children will traditionally open presents right before nightfall when their parents signal them to come into their Christmas tree room using bells. Kind of interesting, huh? Hmm. Number 12, you can't dress the kids in modern clothing. And this says, according to the Daily Mail, uh, Meghan Markle herself has had to have a complete makeover. Wardrobe makeover since uh, she started dating Prince Harry. Cosmopolitan reports that she's ditched her signature leg-bearing shorts in favor of more modest ensembles. Uh, supposedly, the queen, babe, has a no-knees dressing policy. Really? Yeah, you can't show your knees. You can't. So so it actually says they're not going to be um, Megan herself. So and also, of course, Megan's kids. They can't do like the, the fashion-y you know, torn jeans and stuff like that or crop mm -hmm. tops or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's got to be a bummer for teenagers. Right. Yeah. Actually, people.com says that the dress code is like a very serious thing. Obviously, people.com would probably know what they're talking about. Uh, it, they, they always favor classic pieces, one pieces over two piece outfits as well for kids. So did, did it say anything so, about the shorts that I was talking about? Yes. Here's where the shorts thing comes in. It says the boys will always wear shorts with a pullover, high socks and buckled leather shoes. Girls will wear a dress and short cardigan. Uh, kids will also always have to wear buckled leather shoes. Right. So Do you know why? Because it says the the boys are differentiated from men. So, so they wear yeah. shorts and men wear trousers. So I was reading that there was some controversy because at Harry and, and Meghan's wedding, Prince George was there and he was in pants. Really? And it was the first time that he had been seen in pants versus shorts. Well, Prince William was like, I'm next in line for the king be uh my kid wears what he wants <laughs> mm. uh, yeah i don't i don't know how that works maybe yeah. it's because it was also an american wedding maybe and they were trying of... to honor a little bit of american tradition there i don't know yeah, I, yeah. i'd be curious though because i haven't seen the answer as to why they, they allowed that for this particular event hmm. yeah okay this is a weird one I, I don't know if i i take this serious or not or if this all stemmed from a joke it says number eleven, no monopoly. They like the the game. Like they can't play the game Monopoly. Why? I don't know. It just says the Royals are forbidden from playing the popular game Monopoly. Uh, children too. During a public engagement, here's what where they're getting this. Prince Andrew admitted that when they're that they're not allowed to play the classic board game. According to the Telegraph, when he was presented with the game, he said, "We're not allowed to play Monopoly at home as it gets too vicious." That sort of sounds like a joke. Yeah, I don't think that that's accurate. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, but in the same thing, I think they're pointing that out because this says one of the rules. Um, oh, let me just add to this. No more personal social media. That that makes a lot of sense, obviously. They'll have to be followed by security. But here's where I'm I'm going to I'm going to make this full circle. It says that they cannot turn down any gifts that are given. Mm -hmm. So then that's what that's what this guy said. Prince Andrew said one time somebody tried to give us a Monopoly game. And since they're not allowed to turn down any gifts, he had to turn that down and say, we can't do that. Oh, really? Supposedly. So I um, like the, uh, what's it called? The beauty line. Well, it's not beauty. It's, it's skincare. Molten Brown. Right, right. And um, they're very proud because they're actually the official uh, hand 
I guess it, it, I don't know if it's all products or if it's just a particular product that they make, but they're the official like hand soap and hand lotion of Buckingham Palace. And the so the way that they explained it to me is that a brand is not allowed to gift to the queen or to Buckingham Palace unless the queen has been consistently buying the product and using it on her own for, I believe it's 20 years or something crazy like that. Wow. It might not be 20 years, what but What product it's, do you use for 20 years anyway? It might even be, it might be two years. I, I, I can't remember the year length, but regardless, like nobody is allowed to send the queen something to try brand wise. She has to consistently buy it herself. And then once she does, then the brand can but send we, her, send it to her. But we just said that they're not allowed to turn down a gift. That's what I don't know. That's, we, yeah, we're wrong about that. Then. But the, maybe that's a, a personal gift versus a brand wanting to send product. That is okay. two different things. If you think about it. Speaking of the queen, can I can I tell uh, my family tie in to the Queen of England? Sure. Um, it's your podcast. <laughs> my great uncle. So this would be Mama's older brother. He was a musician and an artist. And we actually have some of his music, his sheet music framed in our family room. And he, I, I just, my fondest memories of him are me sitting in, and when he lived in Florida, sitting on the piano with him while he would play and I would sing and my mom recorded it. Anyways, my whole life, I've heard stories about when he was serving during World War II, he served as a medic and he served in England. And then also I think he went to Normandy, but while he was in England, somehow Word got out that he was a very talented um, musician and composer, and he was asked to come play for the Queen of England. And so he did. He went and played for her personally, which I think is just like such a cool story, a cool tie-in. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Number but the, the question that we weren't sure about yeah. is who was the Queen of England at the time? Because Elizabeth didn't take the throne until, was it 52? So would that have been then the queen mother that he actually paid play for? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. There's some digging on that one. Yeah. Number 10, Megan is not allowed to raise the kids by herself. Now, it's one thing that you would assume she's not going to because they're going to have plenty of help, help. But this is implying that they literally are not allowed to raise them by themselves, that they must have... Um, like a nanny, uh, like a nanny or, you know, tutors all around um, at all times. Uh, one of those reasons is because there are numerous etiquettes that have to be followed, which we've seen that watching the crown crown crown. <laughs> yes. Jeez. If you're uh, if you're royal, uh, a lot of that is, is uh, raising kids. There's a lot of etiquettes that come along with raising royal kids, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I did want to let's see. What was it? Uh, uh, right, because they could be future leaders. But, well, you know what? Actually, it's funny. This is saying that Prince George and Princess Charlotte, who are Megan and Kate's... Uh, Megan and Kate. <laughs> Megan and Kate. No. William and Kate's kids. They're going to be, you know, in, in line for the throne. But So they're saying that this might be a little more relaxed for Harry and Meghan's children. Um, but, yeah. Uh, always people around... Uh, there's not a whole lot that it really says about that. It just says people are always around or whatever. Number nine. This is an interesting one. Uh, this says that the royal family cannot eat whatever they want. There's actually a strict set of rules that's enforced for the royals when they eat out and when they're abroad. You know, like you might think that you're royal. You literally get whatever you want, wherever you want it. 
You just go into any restaurant and order whatever, and they'll bring it. Well, supposedly this is not the case. Um, it says traditionally things like shellfish, you know, like lobster, crabs, clams, shrimp. Uh, these are going to be off the menu for them. Why, I wonder? Because they can easily spoil without proper care, which leads to food poisoning or possibly even like hepatitis. And I guess they're traditionally worried about foods like this. Now, I don't know if this is still true to this day where, you know, restaurants are very strictly graded and rated, um, but uh, possibly. It says the family's advised to refuse any meat on the rare side or any exotic dishes that are heavy on fragrant spices outside of their regular diet. Packaged food is not entertained for the royal babies. Now, what is that? What is packaged food? Probably what? jarred baby food. But what? that doesn't mean like Doritos and stuff, right? I mean, this means... I have, I, well, it says for babies, so yeah, I would think it's baby food. Like, they probably make it all from scratch. Huh. Okay. So, it's basically saying that Megan is going to have uh, some input from the, you know, the royal family way of doing things on what even her future children are allowed to eat. Interesting. Number eight. This is a really interesting one, and, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate because I believe we've seen it on The Crown and maybe even Downton Abbey, even though, you know, I know they're not royals, but I wonder if it functions the same way. But I believe we've seen this on The Crown. Correct me if I'm wrong. That her kids must stop eating once the queen does. Oh, I don't know about that. And it's not just the kids. It's everybody. Supposedly, according to an ex-butler named Paul Burl, you don't eat until the queen eats. And you're also supposed to stop eating when the queen stops eating. So basically, just everything you do at the dinner table, you have to take your cues off the queen. Isn't mm -hmm. that crazy? That is crazy. Right. So, Like, how do you know she's done? Does she put her napkin on like, her plate? I, I, I guess so. Yeah. So or, that means everybody's done. No, no, like, no, no, no. No, actually, I think in the crown they were talking about this. You place your 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 knife and your fork in like a upside down V shape. Do you remember that? Like yeah, if, if you're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're now that you're saying that, yeah, that sounds familiar. I've also heard that I, I believe that at least in the crown and I, also on Downton as well at these dinner parties. Uh, so obviously this came from somewhere to have been been written in these TV shows. Right. That you're like only supposed to talk to the person on your right hand side mm -hmm. during dinner. Okay. I did. I, I do remember that. Okay. But logically, how does that work out? It's a circle. Everyone's a circle. I know. But if the, if you're looking at to your right to talk to the person on your right, where is that person looking? To their right. What are you talking to the back of a head? And then oh, it just goes a big saying. round circle. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That doesn't make any sense to me. <gasps> yeah, I get what you're saying. So no one's talking to no one. I don't get it. Someone clarify. <laughs> leave us a comment. If you're English out there and, and you happen to know, leave us a comment on uh, Hello Baby Podcast on Instagram. DM us or, or Hello Baby Pod on Twitter. So, uh, oh, here's a little fun fact about this, this uh, eating thing. It says that if the queen places one of her handbags on the table, it's regarded as a signal that she wants the entire event to end in the next five minutes. <laughs> so it says if you see it, you better eat. You better eat up or drink up because you don't have long. Uh, so the point is that 
if if Megan has like fussy kids or something that are not going to want to eat, uh, like like basically they better because when the queen's done, you're done. But what if the queen's not hungry? What if the queen has a stomach ache and she's like, I was I was thinking that like why. I don't know. Like and and like how irritated does her husband get through the years with that? That he can only eat for as long as his wife's eating. Right. Maybe she's really just slow. formal events, you know? Possibly so. That that's possibly. Number seven, proper sitting is a must. I could definitely see this being the case. There's actually a, a picture here of of Megan and Kate next to each other in a very specific sitting stance. That, they talk about that in Princess Diaries with Anne oh, Hathaway. Yeah, with the crossed ankles. Okay. It's actually a posture called the Duchess Slant, which involves keeping the knees and the ankles tightly together and then slanting the legs off to one side. And the reason for that is because it is, uh, first of all, it's a very distinctive uh, body style, they, they say. And it's supposed to create a flattering silhouette for uh, these royal women. Interesting. It does make them very look very ladylike, doesn't mm-hmm. it? They look it does. very they look very good in that photo. It does, yeah. 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 They kind of uh Yeah. It says crossing at the ankle is fine, but legs and knees must be kept together. I mean that's yeah, I mean that makes that sense. That makes sense, totally. Number six. Can't fly with mom and dad on the same flight. Mm-hmm. That makes sense too. Makes sense because the airs. The heirs to the throne, if they're all on one plane, obviously uh, bad things can happen. Um, now, this does say that they believe uh, this follows more, uh, this rule applies more to the direct heirs, meaning William and Kate's family, as opposed to Prince Harry. But it does say that Prince Harry was expected to follow it too. But now, uh, the son in the UK reported that in recent years, the queen actually has decided to relax the rule a little bit. Because air travel has gotten a lot more safe. So hmm. I don't know if, if Harry and Meghan are actually going to have to follow this rule. Because, again, he's sixth in line to the crown. And his kids would be even further down. So Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It does say that Prince William and Kate actually asked the queen permission for their kids to fly on the same flight at least until they were 12 years old. Because they were so young. Mm-hmm. And supposedly the queen did grant permission for, for that. But but this article says that as soon as these kids turn 12, Prince George specifically, because he's the, the very next in line mm-hmm. after William, mm-hmm. that after he turns 12 and kind of, um, you know, would not be scared to travel by himself, that he's going to have to start traveling on a different plane. Stuff you don't think about, huh? I uh, actually have thought about that because I, I brought that up in an episode of The Crown when they were riding in the car with each other. I was like, yes. I can't imagine that they would allow, and this is season one, that they would allow um, her two children in the car with her at the same time because that's like all of the heirs to the throne at once. Now, keep in mind, it's not like little Georgie is going to be on, you know, like United extra leg room by himself or anything. Right. Well, he's fine private with tons of caretakers and right. stuff, but still kind of kind of could be scary without your parents. Number five, uh, this says even gifts are regulated. Now, wait a minute. If the royal couple has a daughter, Meghan cannot gift her a tiara, as only married women can wear a tiara. Hmm. Now, what is the whole... 
Okay. Yeah, I, I did read about this, that on their wedding day, uh, they're not going to accept gifts. And in, in, in lieu of gifts, <laughs> in lieu of, they're going to um, have people uh, make donations. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read. Can you imagine if they, if people got them gifts? I mean, like thousands of just ridiculous, stupid gifts. Yeah. Like, like cut or cutting boards and stuff. Like, I no, mean, but we did see on, what was it, the Today Show that they showed what was in the gift bags. Really stupid it gift It was bags. stupid. Was like, like refrigerator magnets and stuff. It was magnets. It was a medallion of chocolate. Honestly, embarrassing stuff. Like, I was just like, really? That's, that you spend like, what was it, $43 million on a wedding and that's the gift bag? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's really strange. Number four. Kids cannot wear any shoe that they want. Again, this says that they must wear leather buckle shoes. So like no light up tennis shoes or anything. I guess not. Yeah. yeah which really stinks. How sad. They can't wear like frozen tennis shoes and stuff. <laughs> My um, mom would never let me have the Disney tennis shoes anyway. She thought they were cheesy. Supposedly there's a company called wait, start, start, startshoes.com. Start start right shoes or start a uh, start right start right shoe no yeah start right or is it stride right no start right shoes dot com possibly was given its royal warrant in 1955 and has provided over 1500 pairs of shoes to the royal family over the last century. Speaking of royal family, royal kids, royal, all that stuff. Um, do you remember? That we were sent a blanket for McKinley from G.H. Hurtonson. And that was the official blanket maker of the Royals. I did. I do remember that. Yeah. Actually, we posted a picture of her in it. It was her newborn photos. And it's a beautiful photo. And Princess Kate has shown all every time that she's left the hospital with all three of her children. It's one of those. They're in one of the G.H. Hurtonson. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, they are gorgeous uh, blankets. You guys, they're on Instagram if you want to look them up. G, it's at G.H. Hurt, H-U-R-T. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, this one, number three, sort of falls in the same thing. It just says kids can't wear what they want. Same thing goes for babies. They always have to, boys have to wear shorts that pull over high socks. We already talked about this. Uh, as per the sun. Not only does Duchess of Cambridge have to worry about dressing herself, but she has to dress her children appropriately. They have to find a balance between royal tradition, heritage, and more, uh, what is this word, proletariat customs? I have no idea what that means. Anyway, we sort of already talked about this. They just have to dress in a very classic way, basically, which I think is kind of cool, but I think when you're forced to do anything, maybe it's not. Number two, proper etiquette is a must. Well, that's an obvious. Right, yeah. But this says, this talks about within the royal family, actually. Meghan is an, currently, this was written before the wedding took place, that said, currently Meghan's American citizen. So she when she, when she meets any member of the royal family, she does not need to curtsy. But once she is married, she actually will have to curtsy. And as well as her kids will have to curtsy uh, all other members of the royal family that are basically higher than her, I guess. Uh, Duke Duke of Edinburgh, Prince of Wales, uh, uh, of course, the uh, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, which is William and Kate. They have to be called your Royal Highness or, uh, uh, yes, uh, when you first walk in the room or first greet them. And then after that, it's sir or ma'am. Can you imagine having to address your brother or brother-in-law or sister and sister-in-law as 
sir or ma'am. Well, or- it does sort of say for 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 them specifically, William and Kate, uh, that they might just go ahead and use their their names actually, William and Kate, because they are sort of like the same age. They're brothers, you know. But what I found interesting is that it does say that they they have to curtsy. She will have to curtsy, and I guess her female children will have to curtsy their cousins. Hmm. I think who because are they're in line. who are kids as well. Yeah, you know, kids are mean, so that's going to be weird. If at you know, thirteen years old, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan's kid has to curtsy William her, and her cousin. Yeah, when they're like kids, that's just, it's weird. But, right, um, but supposedly, um. Yeah, they'll have to, I mean, they'll have to curtsy even a baby. That's nuts. Very nuts. All right, what's number one? Well, this isn't necessarily like, oh, the biggest one of all. But it says at number one here, they can't make their own Christmas plans. Christmas is forever uh, not their own day. They always, since 1988 at least, they spend Christmas all together, the royal family, at the Sandring, uh, Sandringham House. Uh, in the uh, in the country, and it says um, they do have a fun fun day of like uh, gift exchange. Oh, by the way, it, the gift exchange supposedly is not even like real gifts. It's like super silly gifts that they give each other. Hmm. Yeah, they always do backyard soccer. It says they do tea, dinner, many more traditions. Play soccer on Christmas? I mean, it's like snowy there. I don't know. It says they go out and play a, a soccer game, and of course, I think they do they do church, uh, and then they come home and and do um, all their all their stuff. It's a really special day here. People.com says that the women must change their attire seven times. On Christmas Day? Yeah, in 24, wow. in 24 hours. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess because of all the little different things they do. Christmas service, Christmas morning, uh, says that uh, even uh, William and Harry go out and play the soccer game with uh, the people that work in the uh, at the estate versus the villagers hmm. i mean how cool is that that's that that's a great cool. way to like yeah doesn't really have much to do with the kids but i think they're saying that because they're just saying that the kids christmases are always going to be you know taken spending with the rest of the family right they can't ever do their own little christmas because it's always going to be a family affair right so that's the 15 rules that Meghan markle's kids are now going to have to follow because she is royal that's nuts. Pretty interesting nuts, nuts, stuff. chicken butts. I'm actually really excited now to go watch more Crown. <laughs> Me too. Maybe we should go watch it right now. I know. I know. Should we go ahead and just end it and like go watch? Probably. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I uh, hope you enjoyed it a little bit. Hope uh, hope your obsession maybe is, is as big as ours in the Lantern household right now. And if not, come on. These are pretty interesting things, right? How the, uh, you know, I mean, they're not even the 1%. That's like a phrase, how the 1% lives. They're not the one. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, they're like the point zero 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 one percent I mean, it might even not be. No, there's like billions of people in the world, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I think like seven or three, four billion. Right. Seven billion. And there's probably how many royal people in the world? Like probably under a thousand, right? I don't know. There would have to be. So, yeah, that, that percentage is like we'll way low. Okay, that's a, that's our that's our cue that it's time to end this. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? Nope, I don't. Thank you guys for listening though today. This was just a fun episode, just like a, a just a change of pace, and we hope you enjoyed it. 
Oh, by the way, I know I already told you to go follow us at uh, Hello Baby Podcast on Instagram, Hello Baby Pod on Twitter. Uh, yeah, give us some feedback. We typically love to do feedback uh, episodes and stuff and hear from you guys. Um, we've got some fun episodes planned that uh, we think should be really fun for you guys to listen to as well. And uh, hey, by the way, go over to iTunes and rate and review us because it really helps. Leave us a really great, fun comment. We actually read all those and we see them all. So uh, we do. go over there and leave one. Anyway, we just love you guys. Appreciate you listening. See you later. All right. Bye, guys.